I've got cancer, but I'm part of a clinical trial that could lead to new breakthroughs. I've got cancer, but I've also got researchers working together to find a cure. If you or a loved one has cancer, you need New Jersey's only comprehensive cancer center designated by the National Cancer Institute. I've got cancer, but I've also got hope. Learn more at rwjbh.org slash beatcancer. RWJ Barnabas Health and Rutgers Cancer Institute of New Jersey. Let's beat cancer together. RWJ Barnabas Health, New Jersey's largest academic health care system and official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. Let's be healthy together. Learn more at rwjbh.org. Speak of the Devils is supported by Riverside Oral Surgery, official partner of the New Jersey Devils. Hi again, everyone. I'm Matt Laughlin, along with Amanda Stein. Welcome to the latest version of Speak of the Devils, our podcast presented by our good friends at RWJ Barnabas Health. Amanda, good to be with you again. We've got a very exciting guest for our listeners this week. We sure do. An all-star. Look at that. Okay. We've reached all-star guest status, Matt. Okay. (laughs) First interview. (laughs) An A-lister indeed. Uh, Jack Hughes, of course, represented the Devils at the all-star competition in Las Vegas. And we're going to touch upon that. And, you know, interesting. I I always find it interesting to speak with Jack because He's so mature. And at the same time, he's still 20. He's got, you know, both of those elements to the conversation. But we're going to touch upon a lot of things. The visit to Vegas. We got some uh, rotisserie fantasy uh, baseball or rather football to talk about. We could talk baseball, too, but fantasy football to talk about. We've got the brothers. We've got just so much that's been that was on the plate there. I, I think what's so interesting about Jack and you kind of touched on it there is that He's very serious. Like he's got a great personality. He's really fun, but he takes his job. He takes this life in the NHL extremely seriously. And I think what you'll hear in the interview is, you know, when we're talking hockey, he's, he's very serious, but if you get that right question to him, he'll open up as that 20 year old where he's kind of laughing. And generally I think that comes from talking to him about his life with his brothers. You know, they're all very close. They're close in age. They're close in talent, all those things, but he really has these two distinct sides to him that sometimes you don't know which one you're going to get. Well, it's a loving family. We've learned that, but They also are very good at the sport of hockey, two in the NHL, one hopefully on his way sooner rather than later. That would be Luke Hughes playing for the University of Michigan, the Devils uh, draftee, and Quinn Hughes, of course, joining Jack in the National Hockey League. And we do talk about, you bring it up, the competition between the family. We find out. (laughs) See, that's where where it got him going, right? Like that's where that little 20-year-old boy started coming out. (laughs) Exactly. Supportive of what they do, but when they get together, you know, they want to come out on top. So without further ado, let's find out about that and more as we welcome the all-star to the podcast. Jack, thanks so much for giving us your time. I want to discuss a little bit uh, your reminiscences, even though it was only a short while ago, looking back at the All-Star game and all the festivities, tell us what you think about when it's brought up. Yeah, it was good. Um, obviously, a lot of fun. Um, fun to go to my first All-Star game. And, you know, for the three-on-three, it was probably the best part. And um, so I had a lot of fun with that. And being in Vegas, you know, it was a, it was a pretty fun weekend. And um you know, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to, to get my first All Star game under my belt. 
so so we saw the stuff on the ice. Pull the curtain back because we didn't get a chance to travel with you or experience the whole thing. So what are some of the things that happened away from the arena, off the ice, as you got to meet some of the other stars of this league? Yeah, I mean, um, it was actually really quick. Uh, it was a really quick um, trip, you know, like we flew in the morning of um, Thursday and then we had media all day um, and then just I went to dinner with a bunch of friends and uh, my agency and then um, Friday, like slept in and had media. And then, I don't know, I mean, we had the skills contest early and then um, just went to dinner again and, and hung out. And then, you know, the three on three tournament happened and then we were, we were up and out and, you know, I was expecting to get on a plane to Ottawa the next day. So, um, like I, like I said, I was there for probably, I don't know, like 56 hours, not, not too long, but, um, you know, it was a lot of fun and it was good. And I think my parents really enjoyed it. And, you know, I think everyone had a lot of fun watching it. I'm going to let Amanda jump in here in just a second, but who was at the dinner table? Uh, your parents, you said friends, are they non-hockey fans or were they uh, friends well, or were they uh, people from who were there at the all-star festivities? Yeah. People there. Um, I just brought my parents time around and, you know, obviously Zegris was there. Um, and, you know, so it was great to see him and catch up and, you know, his dad was there and uh, his brother. So it's good to hang out with them and, and catch up. So how did you come up with, the Brecken in a box, if you will. Was that your brainchild? Because you don't have tons of time to think about it. Yeah, I mean, um, like they wanted us to do something like out of our element for sure. Um, so I guess like I was kind of going through things like Vegas and, and, you know, obviously magic was a huge part of Vegas. So I don't even know, like the Brecken part was frosty because like, or it wasn't even frosty. He was kind of just like mentioning that, um, that like Brecken was going and I was like, he should bring his gear. Cause I kind of had the the plan in, in place, um, with the box and everything. I just was missing pieces and I didn't, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about magic. So kind of just like winging it and then they were going to help me out. But, um, yeah, it was great that Brecken was there and, I think he was really excited and, and had a lot of fun. So, I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, yeah. You know, like, obviously, like, I didn't, I didn't want to do that. Like, I'm a hockey player. I don't want to be doing crazy stuff like that. Um, but, like, I think Frosty obviously enjoyed it a lot. And and so did Brecken. So, um, I think it was well worth it. Were you impressed with his move? I know he's a good hockey player in his own right, but that's a big stage for a 10-year-old. Yeah, I mean, we actually practiced. We went on the ice for like two hours. Um, oh, wow. Back in New Jersey. Like this was after, I think, our Toronto back-to-back. Carolina, right? We were in like, Carolina. One of them. I don't know. Um, but we got on the ice and we were just messing around, having fun. And um, I don't know, that's a move that he could do, obviously. And it looked pretty cool. So I think that was uh, that was pretty sick. Okay, one more skills competition question. Could Trevor see through that blindfold? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to give his thing up, but like yeah. if he really kind of skate into the boards or something, you know, so that's pretty obvious. I gotcha. Yeah, there, there had to be a little bit of vision that he had, no <laughs> doubt about that. So so on to things non-Las Vegas related. Um, we're recording this the day after the Super Bowl, what did you think about it? And 
By the way, how did you do in your fantasy football league this year, brother? Yeah, um, I don't know. The Super Bowl was good. Um, it was kind of like, I don't know. It wasn't like the most exciting game, I feel like. like I agree. Like, I don't think anyone really balled out. Um, I don't know. I was hoping Joey Burrow would pull through, but, you know, L.A. was obviously the better team. And fantasy-wise, I won one of my leagues, and in two of them I um, missed the playoffs. So I'll take the win. <laughs> the highs Who the won lows, the team right? league? I don't even know. I that was like such an uninteresting league. Like I wasn't dialed in on that at all. How come? Just you didn't get off to a good start, and once that happened, yeah. you're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, and then like I just had more important leagues, so I was like, <laughs> I was kind of on the back burner. Well, one of the important ones is the family league. I know we had discussed that before, right? So how did that go? Yeah, I won my cousin's league and. Back to back champ and that, so that was good. And then um my buddies league, I didn't make playoffs, but that's all good. Who did you who was your number one pick? Your your first pick in the in the cousins league. I took McCaffrey. I had the first pick because we just do a lottery draft and he didn't even play for me, but I know what I mean that ruined a lot of people's leagues, but you were able to overcome it. Yeah, I was. It's just what good drafting does for you. <laughs> who else did you have? Who were some of the guys? Um I had I took Cup like in the fourth round. I had um I had Jamar Chase, took him late. Uh had Aaron Rodgers. Uh no, I had Justin Herbert in that league. Who else did I have? I traded for Jonathan Taylor. I had a, I kinda had a wagon. I had a good team in that league. Let me tell you, those are a couple of guys that I had as well. I drafted Taylor, I drafted Cup. I had Kyler Murray. I had Mark Andrews, the tight end for for Baltimore. So those are just some of the guys that I had and uh, I won as well. So we'll have to share some championship secrets sometime. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is a very young team. uh, And we know the record's not what anyone wants it to be. Can you talk, though, about some of the good things that have happened? I think it gets lost in the record. But there's development clearly here. What do you see from the inside, Jack? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously it's frustrating. Like, we want to be in the mix, and we're not in the mix. But, um, I don't know, individually, if you just look at some guys, like, obviously Bradder's having a complete breakout season. Um, The fans are starting to see that he's going to be a really, really special player for us. Um, Nico's had a great year, you know, he didn't, he really didn't play hockey last year just with the injuries. Um, so for him to come back and, you know, be playing really well, that's very important because that's our cornerstone piece. Um, yeah. So those two guys have been humongous, obviously Mercer, um, you know, I don't think anyone expected him to be where he's at right now. And, you know, he's another piece for us. that's going to be huge in the future. So. I think the fans should be really excited, but, you know, we've been dealing with tons of injuries this year. Um, we don't have either one of our starting goalie or our starting goalies that we started the year with. Um, obviously, Dougie's missed a lot of time. I've missed a lot of time. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, injuries are a part of the game, but, you know, we haven't had a full roster um, for pretty much the whole season. How do you then gauge what, you would consider success by the end of the year? I don't think you do. I mean, 
obviously we want to be in the playoff mix and we're not. Um, so yeah. that's, that's frustrating, but I don't know. Like I said, if you look at it individually and you look at certain players, then, then they had successful seasons, but as a whole, um, you know, we're not where we want to be, but I don't know. We're just, we're continuing to work on our game and, you know, we still have a lot of hockey left to be played. So we'll see where we go. How do you handle the frustrations? Uh, it's It's been such a successful young life that you've had and, and the winning has come. And, and now here you're in a, a building process. Can you talk about how difficult that is for you and what you do to kind of get through it? I mean, um, yeah, like this is my third year on a losing team, you know, but I don't know, like obviously I was drafted first overall and, you know, the first team, the team with the first pick is not a very good team. So um, we're working, but, you know, we got a really good young core here. And, you know, like I said, I mentioned a few pieces, um, you know, with Mercer, Bradder, Nico up front, myself, um, you know, we got, we got some pieces. So I think we just got to continue to stick with it and keep working on our game um, and then just learn to win. And like I said, there's tons of time left to be played. So the season's not a write-off still. We still have a ton of games and we can still climb. But um, I think the fans should should remain positive with what we're building and, and our pieces and they should be excited. What does it mean you know, the, the learn to win mantra, right? Like what does that consist of? Cause we hear it so much. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, that would just be like in a, like, like last night we lost four, two, um, yeah. but it's a two, two hockey game with, with five minutes left, you know, like we just got to find a way to win those games. And I don't know if it's getting a greasy goal or not giving anything up. Um, but that's what we got to do. We got to, we got to win those games. And, you know, that's why we are where we are um, because we've been in a ton of games like that this year where it's been really close games and comes down to the wire and then we end up losing them and, you know, not even getting points out of it. So if we get even one point out of that, um, that's a positive, that's a positive game. So it's a really good team, but you know, when you, you have that effort and you come up short, it's frustrating. And I imagine it's, you know, as what Maddie kind of alluded to before, it becomes a learning process to deal with the way that game would end and then, you know, just push forward. One of the things Lindy said yesterday was, you know, we've got to learn to stop our losing streaks at one because that's what good teams do. Yeah, I mean, we can't let them, we can't just slide, you know, um, like we've gotten some losing streaks and, you know, that's where you just lose ground. Um, yeah. you know, if we, if we win two and then lose one and then we're back and then we win another, we're still back in it. That means you won three or four. So I know we've won, we won the two games prior and then we just lost one. You know, if we win tomorrow, we're heading into the break with, uh, three wins and four games. And then, you know, it's a totally different outlook. So I don't know. We just got to take it game by game and put that game behind us and come out tomorrow, um, fiery and, and skating and, and, you know, playing our system the right way. I watched over the weekend uh, the movie King Richard. Um, Will Smith stars as Richard Williams, the father of Serena and Venus Williams, and it tells the story of him developing uh, his daughters into players. And it, it kind of ends with Venus playing 
in her first professional match and she loses in the second round. The point is it doesn't take them all the way through Wimbledon and all their successes on major championships. But I, I'm thinking a little bit like in your family, there were, there's some similarities there. So I'm just wondering, when did it first like kind of start to happen on the, the Jack Hughes, Quinn Hughes, Luke Hughes side where everything was coming together and now you're, you're in the spotlight a lot and, and people are asking you know, you questions all the time and wanting to know what you're about. And yet you're just this young kid, Quinn's young, Luke's young. You know, when did all this stuff start to kind of cook and you realize we're a little different, but we're still young. You know what I mean? We're still kids. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, like we have a crazy successful family. Like, I don't know, like there's not many times three brothers have played in the NHL. Um, maybe the Stalls, Sutters. I don't even know who else, but, you know, three's a lot. And I know Luke's still working to get here, but um, he's going to be a special player and just shows to my parents how, how hard they worked on, you know, um, I guess our, our morals and our work ethic and, you know, us as people and us as players. So I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a credit to them and, you know, obviously I'm living my dream out and so is Quinn and, and Luke will be soon, but I think it's all, it's awesome for my parents and for them to see this and see what they created. Um, I think that's the most special part. Well, there's similarities then to the, the film and its depiction of Richard Williams and, and his wife, Orisine, who is the mother, of, uh, is the mother of, of Venus and Serena. And, and it was about education and the entire, it's a mixed family. They were both married previously, but at any rate, you know, they focused on education. They focused on doing the right things. And the tennis, at least for the two youngsters, was secondary. Uh, so a lot of similarities. Your parents weren't raising hockey players. He wasn't raising tennis players. He was raising good daughters who became great tennis players. And it sounds like that's exactly what the game plan uh, for, for your parents was. Let's raise the best kids we can. Oh, and by the way, they happen to be blessed with incredible talent. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. Like. It was never really about, like, playing in the NHL for them. Um, I don't know. Like, my parents are pretty realistic. Like, they would have just loved for us to play college hockey or something. Because um, it's hard to get to the NHL, you know. It's millions of kids play, and, you know, only a few get to the NHL. So, um, they it was always secondary. You know, they wanted us to be good people first, and then they wanted us to be passionate about the game and, and love the game of hockey. and you know, that uh, put some purpose in our life. And, you know, we ended up here. So uh, I think we're just really thankful and blessed to be, you know, in this position. But I mean, it took a lot of hard work for sure. And a lot of sacrifice to my parents. Did you always get along well with your brothers? I, you know, I'm one of five kids and I have two sisters. And when we were younger, we didn't necessarily get along all that well. Now we're super close. But were you guys always really close? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, like sunshine and rainbows always like, always <laughs> like three boys in the house like it's competitive and you know there's always fights and chirping but um at the end of the day like those are my two best buddies and you know all the way up they they always have my back and vice versa you know those are the two guys at the end of the day that'll, that'll always be there for me so um like as much as like I want to say we were like <laughs> always in fights like that wasn't the case like we really respected each other and supported each other um all the way up and 
you know, it wasn't like we, I love seeing them have success and, and so do they with me. So, um, I don't know. We were pretty, we were pretty cool with each other when we were young. You know, you guys are all so gifted athletically, but is there like one sport for you that's very humbling? That's like not, you know, something you're good at and maybe your brothers too. Is there one that you're just like, oh, I wish. Yeah. Like we have our, we have a few things that like, like in, when we play ping pong in the summer, um, like Luke can't even hang with me and Quinn. Um <laughs> Does he know, try like, though? Does he try? Yeah. yeah. Uh, basketball. Quinn is real. He's actually really good. Like he thinks if he's six three, he could play in the G League. Um, trying to think what else. Like wake surfing, we're all there pretty much. Luke's a little behind. He had like foot surgery this this summer, so he couldn't get on the board till late in summer. Um, what else do we play? Like like square up against I don't know chess um chess okay yeah we actually play like I know it's not a sport but that's something we play a ton of um really yeah like even like here like (laughs) I'm not gonna name any names but we got some good chess players I play with and then um so yeah like we're pretty competitive on that and that can go anywhere what do you like about the game of chess, right? Like, cause you play a game for a living. That's so inclusive in terms of a team, but you're on your own there, Jack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. There's nothing special about it. Like we just like got a board one Christmas and then we just learned to play and that's it. Like, I don't know. It's, it's better than watching TV for nonstop. You know, it's, you get on the board and think for a little bit. So better it's better than just sitting on the couch have you ever seen those competitions where like those like chess players like move so fast no i haven't seen that. oh yeah, man like competitive chess is crazy yeah ra- rapid chess is, is pretty cool so who's the grandmaster of of the the use family among your brothers who's the best i don't know it, it depends on the month really like okay so you're pretty equal then yeah we're pretty equal so ever Scott, the, you know, makes that one move, see something a little different. And next yeah. thing you know, he's on his way to victory. Someone's, someone's putting, knocking his king over and surrendering. <laughs> hey, last couple of things, and, and then we'll let you go. Uh, so you, you said better than sitting around watching a lot of TV. So it sounds like you don't do a lot of that stuff. You're just kind of an active guy all the time, always busy trying to keep, you know, active and what have you. Well, I mean, it's different, like, in season for sure. Um, you know, like, we don't play in a warm weather city, so, like, we're not just buzzing around outside nonstop. Like, obviously, in season, you know, we play every other day, and you want to get your rest, so whether that's napping or, you know, just watching a little Netflix, whatever it may be. But, you know, in summer, um, back when I'm home, like, I – probably rarely watch tv you know i just we're always on the boat or golfing or out doing something so we like to be outside and be active but yeah in season i'm not gonna act like like i'm some not normal person like yeah of course i'm watching tv it's cold as staring at the wall yeah like (laughs) no that wasn't that wasn't the intent no you're you're you've got that regular uh that regular life that you lead to. But do you ever wonder sometimes like whether or not 
you are able, it's normal for you, but it's different. Do you ever wonder what it would be like not to have the spotlight, not just to be able to be a 20 year old and, and not have somebody go, Oh, that's Jack Hughes. I mean, like, I don't know. Like I'm pretty like realistic, like, like I'm not like, like we're hockey players at the end of the day. Like we're not A-list celebrities. Like at the end of the day, if you get outside your own little hockey bubble and like no one really cares. So um, I'm pretty realistic in the fact that like hockey's a small, small portion of the world. And obviously in our sport, like this is what my whole world's revolved around and same with the two of you guys, you know? So we live daily in the fact that like we, all we hear about is the devils and, you know, me, I would hear about my production and my game and all that. But you get outside that, like, there's a lot of other things going on. So I'm pretty, like, open to the fact that, like, I know I'm, like, I know I have things going for me. But at the end of the day, like, it's not like I'm some huge deal. Like, we live in New Jersey, New York area. Like, come on, you know. <laughs> Do you think Quinn has a different experience because he, I mean, you probably know, playing in Canada? Oh, for sure. I mean, um, you know, in New Jersey, we obviously have extremely passionate fans, but um, at the same time, it's like, it's different. It's in like the metropolitan area. Like there's so much going on, you know, Um, and Quinn in Canada, it's Vancouver's super intense and, you know, they have great fans of their own, but um, I'm sure he gets recognized like going to Chipotle and stuff like that, you know, Um, (laughs) Where like me and Smitty are riding our scooters around, like just chilling, you know. So it's both it's both great though. Like, like I love it in New Jersey, you know. I think we have extremely passionate fans and um but like we also get to live our lives and, and do what we yeah. want to do. And you know, we live on the Hudson River. So if we wanna go to a nice dinner in New York and just be our, be on our own and chill, it's it's awesome. And um, or if we want to just be low key, it's still great. So I don't know. I think, I think it's different experiences for sure. Um, but at the same time, it's the NHL, like it's both yeah. great fans, great ranks, um, great places to play. So I, I know that Vancouver is a great spot, but you know, New Jersey with two huge bros might be a little better. <laughs> I like that. Um, last one from me. And I ask it to all the guys when you're on the plane, obviously you sit behind where Matt and I are on the plane. What does Jack Hughes do on, let's say a two hour plane ride? Are you a Netflix guy? Do you read? Do you play chat? Like what, what is your thing? Or do you sleep? No, I'm actually like all over the map. Um, like some, like it depends. Like after a game, I'll probably shoot it with someone, just talk. Um, Mm -hmm. after bad game, I'll just put my headphones on and chill, uh, listen to some music. And then usually like when we're going somewhere, I'll usually just nap. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty low key. I'm like just napping or listening to tunes or talking to someone. So you're not part of that poker table that makes a ton of noise. (laughs) Oh, hell no. I'm not part of that. Uh, all right, hey Jack. Jack, it's been great spending time with you. Uh, we appreciate it. It's the middle of the season, game tomorrow, all that sort of stuff. Off of practice. Thanks very much. Thank you. We just ran out of time. Jack was running. Look, it was after practice. He's getting ready for the next game, and so we were limited a little bit. And I only say that because I would love to know what's on his playlist. 
I want to know when he's just back there, got the, yeah, you know, either the headphones on or he's listening with the AirPods, whatever, just what he's chilling to and what he's going through. We'll get that. We'll get that. In we'll see if we one. can. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get him on the side and we can talk about it next time, but yeah. something tells me it's quite eclectic. Playlist, right? Yeah. I mean, even mine, I don't yeah. think it would be online either, but it's, it's I, I'm an old soul the, when it comes to music. It was, and it's quickly how the gap, starts yes. to uh, expand uh-huh. a little bit, right? Like mm-hmm. there was a time not too long ago, I would probably recognize most of the artists. And now I probably don't recognize. It, it feels like for me, there was a time not too long ago where I was like in the same age category as players. Uh, and that, that, that is quickly, <laughs> I feel like an old person. It does happen. You know, Al McGuire, the great. It's crazy. For Marquette said that college basketball coaching was the cruelest profession because he said each year I got a year older but and everyone got younger. always saying between 20 and or 18 and 22, right? It was the same age group all the time, but he kept adding a year. Anyway, great to spend some time with Jack. and The chess you know, thing, Matt, that one caught me off guard. Yeah, I didn't realize. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect and, it. And we, we've got to find out who the uh, other chess players on the team are. Do for some, some digging. He didn't, he didn't want to. He didn't want to give it up. I Divulge. Guess it's, it's up to them to do that. But at any rate, a lot of fun speaking with Jack Hughes. Uh, and you get it. Uh, he's part of a young core that we know is just about to pop. They, they get so close. He referenced the Pittsburgh game. I mean, it's right there. That next step, once it happens, they're just going to blossom. Yep. We understand his frustrations, our frustrations, the listeners' frustrations that it hasn't happened a little sooner. But it's so, so close. And uh, you see the development of his game in Bradders, as he talked about in Nico's. Absolutely. It's, it's there. And I, again, the frustration is normal. It makes sense. It's justified, but you know, there, there are some teams in the league who are, you know, near or close to where the devils are in the standings who don't have the same uh, immediate bright future, right? Like you can't really see where the pieces are um, who really have to start from scratch. That's not where New Jersey is. New Jersey is a young, young core as Jack said, learning to win together. And I think that's something we really need to focus on is that, you know, this is not about starting over. This is about up and coming. Yeah, but hopefully those frustrations will be washed away shortly. I think we all agree on that. Amanda, always good to spend time with you. You too, Maddie. Great to see you. And thank you to our listeners. This is Speak of the Devils, the podcast presented by RWJ Barnabas Health. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We always appreciate your company. Until next time, be safe, be well. So long, everyone.